This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. As COVID restrictions ease and we start seeing one another again, it's important that we don't forget the losses of the last year. Many people have lost loved ones due to COVID, while others have simply lost the chance to carry out the usual rituals that occur when somebody dies. Chris Hall is the CEO of the Australian Centre for Grief and Bereavement and is here to help us, I guess, grieve some of the losses of the pandemic as we approach the end of the year. Hi, Chris. Welcome. Hi, nice to be with you. Why is it important for us to remember those who have lost their lives during the pandemic? Well, I think we've been living with COVID-19 now for nearly two years, and I think to some extent we've kind of accommodated this kind of new reality. And I think particularly with the shift now to the high rates of vaccination, um, we're still seeing significant bereavements, uh, significant deaths of people as a result of uh, of COVID-19. Mm. And I think it's not just those who've experienced the death of somebody. In a sense, we've all lost something as a result of COVID, our, our way of life, our, the nature of our relationships and connections with people. And it's posed big questions of meaning for people. Uh, it's challenged our sense of safety and security in the world. Mm. So I think it's certainly important to, to recognise both with this very kind of positive view of the ability of medical science to bring about vaccinations and protect health, that there's also a significant number of people who are grieving as a direct result of, of COVID and also as a consequence of COVID. Yeah, that's right. So I, I guess my own experience, Chris, has been that I, I lost uh, a close relative during COVID, but not from COVID. But mm-hmm. because she lived in the UK, I couldn't be there at the end. I couldn't be at the funeral. And so I guess, and just the other day, you know, I was looking at some photos with my six-year-old and suddenly I just found myself weeping, you know, like just mm. grieving. It was like, it just sort of hit me, I think, because I couldn't go to the funeral and I couldn't kind of have those usual, just getting together with people and chatting about her life. Is that a sort of a second wave of, of grief that maybe people might need to be aware of if they've lost someone this year? Yeah. I mean, there's no statute of limitations on grief. I mean, we often have this idea that grief is like a cold. You know, you, you have this experience and after a couple of days or weeks, you know, life returns to normal. And that fundamentally is not the way grief uh, exerts its influence upon us. For many people, for example, they can find a second or third anniversary of the death more difficult, partly because people have moved on. People have think, think that you're over it by now. Mm. And so I think it's really important when those traditional rituals not being able to be there, that we find something else that replaces that. We might do that through our own, you know, private practice of, you know, meditation or prayer. We might do that through through writing or in get, listening to music. But the idea that, you know, grief is really love with nowhere to go. and It generates an enormous amount of energy around it. And it really, it's about finding some some means of expressing that. For many people, they want to do that in community with others. They want to be able to talk to others, to be able to have their experience validated and recognised. Others, their grief might be much more private. You know, they might be the person who I speak to who goes through a run and as they run, they think and they cry. So I think we need to recognise that, yes, people have different sorts of ways of dealing with their grief. Um, but it also opens up real creative opportunities for people to find new ways of recognising and acknowledging the importance of a life. 
Well, I feel like Christmas, you know, coming up, like for some people who've lost someone, particularly this year or last year even, they couldn't have that gathering, that funeral gathering. This might be their first gathering, you know, with family or friends or loved ones in this season where they're coming together for Christmas. So (laughs) do you have any thoughts about how you can make that a time to meaningfully, like, remember those we've lost, acknowledge, I guess, that there might be someone missing? How do you make that work? Yeah, I remember talking to a woman whose daughter had died and she had her first Christmas with her dad and family. And as she was leaving, she said, nobody mentioned Debbie today. It's as though she never lived. And her father embraced her and said, we didn't want to bring her up because we know it it just hurts too much. I think one of the things we need to do is we need to find a place during those sorts of rituals or events that we also have a place for the dead as well as for the living, that we actually acknowledge the experience. So I think it's really important to try and find and spend time with people who really are supportive of you, who who, who get it, um, who in a sense are brave enough to say the name of the person who's missing. And also to make a decision about how you want to spend the day. It might be a time where you want to continue rituals or practices of the past. You also might want to create some new ones. You might want to, for example, rather than buying a gift, donate to a charity or some cause in memory of the person. But I think people often forget that grief is exhausting. It can be tiring. So it's important for people to take it slowly and not to overcommit. And do those things that give you a sense of comfort and and pleasure. We all have different safe places where we experience our grief. And to try to discover what that safe place is, it might be with others, where we can share a share stories or it might be alone or it might be doing something such as listening to music. Mm, Okay. Now, I know that um, your organisation at the Centre for Grief and Bereavement, you have created a new uh, My Grief app. How does that help people? Yeah, well, we recognise that not everybody needs grief counselling or grief therapy and that many people will use their own resources. So this is a free app called My Grief, which people can download to their um, Apple or Android phone. And it's designed for people who are grieving and it it, uh, provides ideas, strategies, but it's also designed for people who are supporting somebody who is in grief and, uh, again, provide some really basic tools to uh, to be a supportive presence in somebody's life. Mm, okay. Well, thank you so much for letting us know about that. A pleasure. Yeah. That's called the My Grief app. I've been speaking with Chris Hall. He's the CEO of the Australian Centre for Grief and Bereavement. We've been talking about remembering those who have died uh, throughout the pandemic and over the last couple of years as well. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.